Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you. It's afternoon in the beautiful city of Abuja. But those of you who are living in the diaspora, it is my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of Money Radio. This is the energy focus of the program. And uh, this is from Leadership TV. You're welcome. Today we're discussing an issue that is troubling Nigerians this week, especially Nigerians living in Lagos and Port Harcourt. Yes, um, during the week we have seen the return of long queues again. And uh, we're talking about queues for fuel. And so we want to discuss the issue. And the topic we are discussing is adulterated fuel saga and NNPC's oversight it's the adulterated fuel saga and NNPC's oversight the reason why we are having fuel crisis again I thought this thing was uh, history but we are having it again is because dirty fuel has been withdrawn from the market fuel that uh, uh, Right now, we see people trading blames, but uh, dirty fuel, fuel that is worse in terms of quality than what is produced in the creeks of the Niger Delta. That is what people have been using. A few unlucky or a few unfortunate people have used that fuel, and it's going to affect their buildings. So, we are discussing the issue today on energy focus. Adulterated fuel saga and NMPC's oversight. So how did we get adulterated fuel into Sorry, before we go ahead, let me introduce Issa here. This is Issa Antetoukou, uh, our in-house analyst. And of course, you know, she always does justice to the program. So you're welcome. Thank you. And I'm your host, Keith Hammer. So let's go back to our issue. How did we get here? How did NNPC, which is supposed to be the regulatory body, uh, allow... <laughs> is that the thing we think? <laughs> How did they allow such fuel into the country? After so much um, speculation by um, in some quarters, on Tuesday the NNPC or the uh, midstream and downstream regulatory um, authority finally came out to admit to Nigeria that um, there was. Um, Fuel petrol in circulation that had methanol, that the methanol um, quantity in it was higher than what is specified for Nigeria. So that um, made the rumor, the specification, uh, the, the speculations that we've been ha- having true. So um, according to the authority, that is what is um, responsible for the adulterated um, fuel that we have had in circulation in um, Lagos and in Osakot um, and then some neighboring um, cities. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we will talk about Lagos, yeah. we will be talking about places like uh, Ogun State, uh, yes. you know, that, uh, yes. okay. all of those places are So, <laughs> but <clears throat> with that, from reports that up to 
over 300 um, million liters of this product was actually brought into the country and now it's been evacuated out and um, uh, fresh orders being um, sought to replace that and that is how we had long queues not just in the areas where this um, field got to but it has extended to um, other parts of the country like we've seen it here in uh, Abuja and in other parts because of uh, the new the product was just not available you know it don't sound the normal uh, the, the normal thinking person you know, the report really says that the fuel is actually worse than what is produced in the Niger Delta. In the peaks of the Niger Delta, we talk about illegal bunkering, mm. and of course, you know those uh, illegal, refineries. illegal refineries, and uh, those guys actually who have knowledge, but they don't have the equipment. The equipment. Yeah, they produce, and those things are sold on the market. Take it or leave it, they are sold on the market. But even they as bad as they that, have to be sold on the market. Yeah, of course, there's be no no profit. Yeah. yeah. So take it or leave it. Uh, what the report says is this fuel that was brought into the country is worse than what is produced in the Niger Delta. Now, you know the thing is of interest. Now, when I say interest, I'm talking about both. Let me also use the word interest is of concern mm. because this is not the first time such a thing is happening. In 2020, there was a report released in the Guardian uh, newspaper of London, the Guardian of London, that talked about a very similar thing that this fuel that is being produced here or that is being imported is worse in terms of quality. Than what is being done, uh, what is uh, being produced in the Niger Delta, uh, on the increase of Niger Delta. That is what our report said. That tells us clearly that this is not something that is starting today. It has been in practice. And who knows, before that report in the Guardian newspaper, who knows how long this practice has been going on. So we can clearly see that this thing is not to be because, as I said, it was reported in 2020, I remember. And it was based on a study. Some of the fuel from the Niger Delta was mm. uh, taken from uh, filling stations. Of course, those are uh, filling stations that are, are um, that are approved mm. to sell fuel. Were taken and then taken to London and put uh, tested in the lab. And they found out that what is produced in the Niger Delta is better than what is being produced. And of course, those countries that we are talking about. Which produce this very fuel mm. are the uh, the Netherlands and Belgium. That's where you have 80% of Nigeria's fuel coming from. And of course, this dairy fuel is there. Now, the law in the European Union is that kind of fuel should never be never. brought to use there. Mm. But they allow the export of those uh, of, of, of such dairy fuel to countries that are willing to buy. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yes. It is quite an insult. You know, it's um, it, it, the entire drama that we've been um, witnessing in this country where uh, so many of the things that should be working well are not working. You can imagine where um, Nigeria is um, 
one of the highest uh, in terms of production of crude oil and we still have to import um, petrol for, yes. for use within the country and then now we are seeing this and now the question now goes to um, okay so what really is the the, the, the body that is responsible that has the regulatory oversight yes. over what happens within this sector what are they doing and even to go further from merely being um, in regulatory oversight over this uh, industry for a long time the NNPC has been the sole importer of, of petrol into Nigeria for Congo because of the subsidy regime that still uh, subsists within the country. So now um, the NNP has come out to say um, to, 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 to list the corporates. Yes, uh, we want to know those corporates because, uh, of course, yeah, yesterday the, 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 there were a few names re released that. Uh, uh, that should uh, that are uh, 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 culprits of no, uh, the importation we, of this. Food. In fact, we've been we, we've been having um, serious, I would like to name calling yeah. because the, the the first person or the first um, organization to come out to say I am not responsible for this uh, was MRS. Yes, MRS. And they listen, say MRS listen, actually pointed yes, the blame at the Duke. Duke Oil, which is a subsidiary uh, of, yeah. of the NNPC. Yes, they are and, a subsidiary of the NNPC. Of the NNPC. No. And now, um, in fact, they took advertisements in most of the major uh, papers, mm -hmm. distancing themselves from this adulterated fuel. And then the NNPC has come out to say, to list four culprits, namely MRS, Oando, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Duke Oil is part of it, and of course the MADEB consortium. Now, if uh, the sole uh, importer of fuel is uh, the NNPC, how did this fuel get into the country? Into the country. And uh, how did, um, they are blaming MADEB, they are blaming Oando, uh, blaming MRS. Are there no people on ground who should check the quality of what comes in? And uh, funny enough, the NNPC was fast enough to say, these are the people. Mm -hmm. These guys are saying, no. Yes, know. that is exactly what I'm saying. Does this, uh, does they are coming out to name the so-called culprits? Does it re uh, remove the culpability? Off you know, if we should go by what we, you know, there was this when we were growing up. In fact, the seeming still uh, kind of uh, norm that we have in uh, in households. Mm. Whenever something bad happens, yes. the first person to say, "It's not me." Not. Check that person. <laughs> <laughs> and in a house, where yes. In a home where you have many children, yes. all of them will keep saying it's not me. It's not At me. the end of the day, it will now be Mr. Nobody. Yes, that is it. Yes, so no. now NNPC has been passed. Okay, first it was MRS who came out to say, no, I'm not part of this. It didn't come from me. And then NNPC has the big, um, the big yeah, boss. NNPC, I remember, NNPC said, 
uh, the government, of course, the government, the government, the NPC, the government, and they said, we are going to dig into this and we will deal with the corporate. So who are they going to deal with? We wait to see <laughs> the corporate. Who are they? For now, we are having blame trading. Yes. And uh, we are looking for the corporate. And if you ask me, so I think some people need to be sued because of this. Because this thing has, like I said, it's not now. Because the Guardian of London reported this thing in 2020. So it's not now. We are not talking about now. There needs to be a study about this issue. Also. There needs to be a study on how this thing is being imported into the country. Beginning from those days or whenever it started. Mm-hmm. And not only that, this thing has caused problems for people. It has caused people's engine. But then, uh, look, at, look at it from a greater perspective, what about health? You know, if we're living in uh, Occidental countries, or um, not Occidental countries only, but uh, uh, Oriental countries also, where crimes like this, you are easily executed. Mm-hmm. If we're living in places like that, people will be actually executed because of this country. Because it's evil. It's evil. It is... Is is evil just to say it's evil. You do things and not caring about how it will impact the society. You know, it's evil. So people actually need to be brought to book, and it's not just about uh, playing playing lip service. It's not enough to come out to bogus words and say we are investigating it. We're going to we're going to ensure that um, the those who are found guilty will be brought to book and nigerians being who uh, nigerians are we easily forget about these things or let's move on it's in the past past. it's not uh, in the past because if these people are not brought to book if examples are not made of these people they will continue to do this thing it won't be long before we hear another confusing saga about this kind of uh, practice it's evil let's take a short break when we come back we want to talk about the report Stay tuned. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, viewers. You are still welcome to Money Radio. This is Energy Focus of the program. And we are talking about the dirty fuel saga that uh, has gripped Nigerians over the past few days. And talking about how to how this thing happened in the first place and how to forestall it in the future. In the studio with me is Mr. Anthony Ruko, and I'm your host, Case Hamon. So, he said, let's go to the regulatory aspects, first of all, as a continuation. You know, we have been talking about it, but we didn't go deep into it. Let's talk about the regulatory Who is supposed to regulate this? It's not the energy, it's not the energy. Well, as we speak, um, I would say that th- there is a kind of, uh, oh, like, um, I wouldn't call it a lacuna because, you know, with the signing of the um, Petroleum Industry Act, um, that has put uh, this under the regulatory purview of the um, midstream and downstream petroleum regulatory uh, authority. Yeah. So, well, now we, well, Nigeria seems to find itself in a fix 
where the PIA has been signed into law and it should be in operation. And just last month, the um, presidency opt and um, proposed that the implementation process be stalled by the next 18 months. So now, um, and then the, the same presidency came out to say, to query the hedge of the um, Nigeria Midstream Downstream Petroleum Regulatory Authority. So are we saying, um, where are we at right now? Are we implementing PIA on, in, in which case um, the, the midstream downstream regulator should be in charge or is the NNPC, which is now an incorporated company, is, is it the NNPC that is in charge? I think... Um, so we really don't know who's that, in charge. That is actually... Because uh, if the implementation of PIA is being um, taken further, is not yet fully in effect, is being postponed by 18 months, does that mean the NNPC still remains as it were before PIA or is the midstream and downstream regulator that is um, uh, created by the coming on board of the PIA now in charge. So these are things that would need to be sorted out for Nigerians to know clearly where we are at. And uh, by asking that question, I want to ask you again, are we really in or in the regime of the PIA or PIB. <laughs> because we seem to have gone back again. Uh, are we discussing the PIB again? We are not um, discussing the PIB because the PIB was signed and we, we have the PIB. Of course, when it was talking about the implementation, so, yes, we are backtracking. Yes, but however, you know, with the apparently the presidency never took real consideration for the removal of 12 subsidies, which is um, embedded in the PIA. And it went on to sign it and assent to it, and uh, we had it in operation. And, and then the issue came up. If we're operating the PIA, then fuel subsidy has got to go. It's no longer legal to operate the PIA and then continue with the fuel subsidy. Yeah, uh, there was a 12 month. Uh, yes, there was. Which, uh, which, uh, um, in fact, in the in the bill itself, in the act itself, yeah. it was actually a six month provision. Yeah. So it was even pres the presidency that created a 12 month uh, implementation committee. So in 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 real um in real uh time yeah the full implementation of the pia ought to have commenced already this yes, february yeah. so now the uh presidency dilly-dallying on whether to continue or not because as we speak he made a proposal which was announced but um we've not seen him forwarding that um request to the National Assembly for the uh, extension 
of your of the CIB implementation, but as a state, uh, in, in in truth, in real sense, we really there really needs to be uh, a clarification on where the sector is. Uh, is it operating under PIE or is still operating the whole way? Maybe sometime in the future we need to discuss this issue whether we are still in the PSA or PIB. Now. Um, the way forward to all of this, you know, um, it seems to be the only savior of this economy when it comes to all of this imposition of dirty fuel. You know, to tell you the truth, I've never heard about any such thing in any country. Maybe because of my limited uh, exposure to what happens in other countries, but I've never heard about any such thing in other countries. The fact that the, the European Union allows the export of such fuel mm -hmm. to, uh, to countries that are willing to buy. Maybe it happens in other countries, but mm. I don't know. I haven't heard about it. It's only here that I've heard about it. And the issue of this having um, a higher um, volume of methanol, yes. we've not had it before. We've not had it. We've not that had is it more than the, the yes. standard yes. approved by Nigeria. 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 And, and then. Uh, um, you know, it is it, 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 sickening because this thing is putting the health of everybody on the line. The PIA is one aspect, but then maybe this importation of fuel, um, the uh, Dangote refinery may just be the way out, the way out because. Uh, you know, there are people, it's not that these guys really know what they were importing. I doubt they did not know. They knew what they were importing. They knew what they were importing. Whoever imported that dirty fuel knew. These are not novices like you and I. Mm -hmm. These are people who are professionals, highly knowledgeable of uh, the uh, doings in the industry. I mean, they pretend uh, to make such mistakes. I, I seriously doubt it. So maybe the coming on stream of uh, this Dangote refinery will just be another sucker. Mm -hmm. We continue to talk about uh, In fact, uh, a lot is hinged on the coming on stream yes, of, of Dangote refinery. Uh, we just hope that, you know, um, there's this um, situation in Nigeria where you put a, a lot of hope. I remember in the past when um, elections are coming up, you see the candidate that is coming up, the country's desire. Yeah. I hope we are not uh, putting that much uh, uh, um, in as much as the Dangote refinery holds a lot of prospects for the country to be able to stop its um, age-long importation of uh, petroleum or fuel for consumption within the country. I hope we are not mentioning too much on this and um, not making um, alternative arrangements. Mm -hmm. and now, um, just before we go, let's uh, discuss something that is not related to this Dangote refinery. The Dangote refinery, you know, the crude oil, the sale of crude oil is. It has to, it, it's an international price. It's not that you can decide to say, okay, there are a state-owned uh, enterprise, you say, okay, they can, the state can subsidize production 
at this level and then uh, uh, so the price remains at a certain level but this is a businessman who has invested billions of dollars that he borrowed from places he needs to pay back these people it is not going to sound reasonable to say that Dangote should sell his fuel at 162 naira or 165 naira after pumping all of that money into his investment and uh, you, that is borrowed funds in fact you mentioned something about um, it being a state-owned but you seem to uh, that is not a state-owned it's not a state-owned state but to an extent with the attitude of NMPC you, you think um, Yes, NMPC has twenty percent. Yes. yes, and that twenty percent, maybe they will be able to. They will that stick. Maybe they will be able to subsidize this sale or contribute that to this to the refinery. And uh, we have uh, more. We have uh, a, a, a softer price for consumers. Maybe that would be the case, but uh, other than that, uh, that's not going to operate as a, a, a philanthropist. Yes, a, and I, uh, I, there was also um, in thought somewhere, though not um, substantiated, where it was mentioned that Dangote's um, refinery was more or less targeting exports. See the point. <laughs> so, are we going to have the situation where we have gas being uh, exported and then we have a higher price here? Like we said, all of this are things we are actually going to see play out in the future. We there's still a huge cloud of uncertainty. Uncertainty, yes. and that's why I said that government um, does not have to rest all its eggs in the basket of Dangote refinery. Yes. There should be some other because Dangote is coming up as a private. Yes, but BUA uh, is building another refinery in Akwaibo. Also private. Yeah, it's also private. And uh, even if you want to revive the four refineries, the four uh, public refineries, you can sell at a different price. That is like a Trade diversion, mm -hmm. somehow, uh, as the economists would say, as trade diversion. You can sell at a lower price, whereas the price of these people who have invested mm -hmm. is higher than yours. Uh, of course, I, I doubt those refineries are going to come on strong because uh, the cost of production in, the, in those refineries will be far higher than mm -hmm. the state of the art technology that is being put into the refineries of Dangote and uh, so I doubt uh, they will be able to compete. But they will just die. And as we will see, um, this is what we call uh, uh, creative destruction in economics. Yes. Better ways of doing things that will kill the old ways of doing things. That is creative destruction. There's still a huge cloud of uncertainty. A huge cloud of uncertainty. Those of you who are in the energy business, uh, who are aficionados of the energy business, uh, you will have to. You will have to. It's your responsibility to clarify some of these issues to us. 
in the future, especially to see who is the future. So yes, we like I've seen um, this has um, the bad scale um, situation has thrown up a lot of uh, questions that um, in the coming uh, days ahead, um, we will be seeking to get the authorities to respond to. And as we get them to do that, we'll bring them before our viewers so that um, we all can be well informed. Yes, we have to be well informed. That feel I see there, it's really looking like dirty water. It's not dirty, it's not just dirty, it's dirty liquid. <laughs> I wonder, you know, people, if not, maybe it will be even safer buying the, 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 that fuel from jerry cans, those transparent jerry cans, are you able so to see what it's doing to you? Hi! People can be wicked. That's how we draw the curtain today on Money Radio. We have been on the energy focus uh, segment of the program uh, on the leadership TV. So, Mr. Thank you very much for being here with us today. Uh, thanks to our producers. And, uh, our biggest thanks go to you, loyally followers. Until we meet for another edition of Money Radio tomorrow, it's been my pleasure being here with you. My name is Keith Hammond. Stay with us, stay tuned tomorrow as we bring you a more compact edition of the program. COVID-19 is real. Go and get your job and observe social distancing. Stay blessed. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.